Quick, think of the most far-fetched idea you can for health care. No, not that one. How about a merger of the health systems operated by the Veterans Affairs Department and the Defense Department? Don't knock it. The idea has reached what officials are calling the strategy development phase. For what's going on, we turn to Bloomberg government analysts Rob Levinson and Megan Howard. Good to have you both on. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Now, let's start with what is going on here. This policy has been promulgated, I guess, starting with the Trump administration. And uh, Rob, give us the background on what's happening. Well, I guess there was this idea that got floated back in 2017 about some sort of merger, and it wasn't really clear, but it initially got a whole lot of of pushback from Congress. Some people felt it was part of the VA doing things in secret. Um, So it it appeared to sort of have died. And then uh, in October, the the VA and the Defense Health Agency together, you know, the Defense Health Agency runs the TRICARE system for DOD, released this RFI, this Request for Information, talking about getting industry feedback and, you know, to determine the feasibility of a joint strategic solution for the delivery of integrated high-quality health care services to 19 million beneficiaries. That, that last part was a quote from the RFI. And then in on January 31st, there was sort of an update to this RFI was released that said this DOD VA healthcare staffing services, that's what they're calling this, has reached the, quote, strategy development stage. So that's what sort of tipped our interest. And then, you know, Megan and I started to kind of pursue this and figure out what was going on here. And is there any idea of what this merged entity would look like? That is to say, you've got all these VA hospitals, you've got all these defense health agency installations, and then both offer help through private sector means. So what would it look like, or do we know that yet? Yeah, let me talk a little bit about this, and then Megan, because Megan spoke to some of the uh, the veterans groups who'd have some conversations uh, re- with the VA, so they may know a little more, but... To, to, so people understand the two systems, they're, they're a bit different. They both serve about the same size population, about 9 million and change of people, but they're structured a bit differently. Most of TRICARE, the defense system, of course, is actually sort of outsourced. It's like a, a regular sort of health insurance program. They do have active duty people and they have military hospitals, but a much smaller portion of the population is served sort of in-house, whereas the VA, most of the care is provided in-house, and VA has a much more extensive network something like 1,600 facilities where they provide in-house care, although the VA in recent uh, times, very recently, because of criticism of, you know, long wait times and things like that, is starting to contract out a bit more care into the civilian. But they're they're different systems set up. And so, uh, you know, trying to merge them, they are sort of different models. And, And I think at this point, I'll let Megan discuss, you know, what she heard. Yes. What did you hear, Megan? What we're we're hearing from veterans advocates is they're looking at using facilities run by both agencies to serve the two populations um, so that the physical structures would be available to uh, DOD and uh, VA patients. Yeah. So that is VA could go to military hospitals, military people could go to VA hospitals. But what about the insurance here? Because as Rob mentioned, TRICARE is basically a system of gigantic insurance, health insurance providers that send people to wherever they send them, would those be available to veterans? Uh, 
Uh, they're not sure how it's going to work right now. It sounds like it's still in a, in a brainstorming stage from what veterans advocates have told us. They're still soliciting feedback and trying to figure out how this would work. Um, but there are definitely some concerns about, you know, this process being more complicated than the VA might might think that it's going to be, um, and there are concerns about how they would access this care, if they would need new IT systems, how the insurance aspect functions. So that's not clear at this time. We're speaking with Megan Howard and Rob Levinson, analysts at Bloomberg Government. And Megan, you spoke to some of the veterans groups. Do they love it? Do they hate it? Do they say wait and see or what? Some of the veterans advocates are definitely concerned that this could be more complicated than officials are thinking that it's going to be. Um, They've had a lot of issues merging their electronic health record systems. Um, This would be a really large uh, undertaking for them and it, it would be complicated and they're worried about how it would impact care if they were to do this type of thing. Um, but there are uh, advocates on the other side who are saying, you know, if this could increase efficiencies and um, help us deal with some of our access challenges and save taxpayer money, then why not? So um, there, there's a little bit of people thinking that it could be good and people thinking, you know, we definitely have concerns. And what about any reaction on Capitol Hill? And I guess the question is, can they do this without congressional approval? Um, You know, it didn't seem like any lawmakers were really clued into what was going on here. Um, It seems like it's still in an early stage right now, and they didn't seem to have a lot of information about it. So that's definitely something to watch for in the future. And Rob, you looked at some of the documents coming from the requests for information and so forth. What What are they asking of contractors and what types of industry are responding or do we know that yet? Well, we we don't know who's responding and, you know, they're asking for feedback from contractors. It looks like, again, as Megan sort of described, a brainstorming session. They want to know how the contractors think this might work. And like I say, you know, the the contractor role in VA care and the contractor role in TRICARE is different. Although the VA's new community care program, which they've just issued some contracts for and intend to issue a few more this year, does look more like a TRICARE system. So there is a little bit more uh, perhaps synergy. But I think it's important too to say that, you know, uh, just uh, yesterday, Megan got some feedback from the VA uh, directly on what they're now saying this is, and I think it is important that we that that Megan uh, sort of highlights what the VA told us. Yeah, the VA is contending that what they're trying to do here is much narrower in scope than what the request for information may indicate. Uh, what they're saying that they're looking at is trying to uh, do some more efficiencies with their contracts, and um, they're doing a business case analysis to identify opportunities, uh, specifically looking at a singular contract rather than separate contracts for each respective healthcare system. So. That's definitely worth taking into account. Well, I imagine the TRICARE contractors, I think there's three of them, right, that cover the different big national regions for defense, would love to have the new customers coming in from VA. So I wonder, is that is that part of it? It could be um, one of one of you know the challenges, even with merging the contract. Even if if we say we you know we take the VA at its word that it's just talking about merging contracts, even that could get rather difficult because you know who gets access to the Tricare system versus uh, who gets access to the VA system are very different. And you know, full disclosure, I have access to the Tricare system. I'm a retired military officer, so I use the Tricare system for my and my family's health care, and I think that's important to note. But, um, you know, the, the access standards are different. Uh, 
in the VA system, particularly with the new community care, it's been very controversial who can actually use the community care. And so trying to harmonize those at the contractor level, again, it, it, you know, Megan made the comment that people are saying this is more complicated than you think. It's, it's going to be really complicated. And are there any timelines or any deadlines at this point in any of these documents? All we know right now is they want to have an industry day, which is typical with a lot of contracting, as you know, in the federal government. They want to have an industry day this summer. And again, that's where you bring in industry. The, the government will sort of present what it's looking for and get feedback. That's the only timeline we have at this moment. And have we heard Secretary Wilkie comment one way or the other on this? Uh, No, we haven't heard anything directly from the secretary about this. Megan Howard and Rob Levinson are analysts at Bloomberg Government. Thank you both so much. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.